Canto 10, Section 3, Number 68 A dwarf, three-bodied trinity was her serf. First, smallest of the three, but strong of limb, a low brow with a square and heavy jowl, a pygmy thought needing to live in bounds, forever stooped to hammer fact and form, absorbed and cabined in external sight, it takes its stand on nature's solid base, a technician admirable, a thinker crude, a riveter of life to habits grooves, obedient to gross matter's tyranny, a prisoner of the molds in which it works, it binds itself by what itself creates, a slave of a fixed mass of absolute rules, it sees as law the habits of the world, it sees as truth the habits of the mind. In its realm of concrete images and events, turning in a worn circle of ideas, and ever-repeating old familiar acts, it lives content with the common and the known. It loves the old ground that was its dwelling place. Abhorring change is an audacious sin, distrustful of each new discovery. Only it advances step by careful step, and fears as if a deadly abyss the unknown. A prudent treasurer of its ignorance, it shrinks from adventure, blinks at glorious hope, preferring a safe foothold upon things to the dangerous joy of wideness and of height. The world's slow impressions on its laboring mind, tardy imprints almost indelible, increase their value by their poverty. The old sure memories are its capital stock. Only what sense can grasp seems absolute. External fact it figures as sole truth. Wisdom identifies with the earthward look and things long known and actions always done are to its clinging hold a balustrade of safety on the perilous stair of time. Heaven's trust to it are the established ancient ways. Immutable laws man has no right to change. A sacred legacy from the great dead past or the one road that God has made for life, a firm shape of nature never to be changed, part of the huge routine of the universe. A smile from the preserver of the worlds, sent down of old this guardian mind to earth, that all might stand in their fixed changeless type, and from their secular posture never move. One sees it circling, faithful to its task, tireless in an assigned tradition's round. In decayed and crumbling offices of time, it keeps close guard in front of custom's wall, or in an ancient night's dim environs. It dozes on a little courtyard's stones, 
and barks at every unfamiliar light, as at a foe who would break up its home, a watchdog of the spirit's sense-railed house, against intruders from the invisible, nourished on scraps of life in matter's bones, in its kennel of objective certitude. And yet behind it stands a cosmic might, a measured greatness keeps its vaster plan, a fathomless sameness rhythms the tread of life, the stars' changeless orbits furrow inert space, a million species follow one mute law, a huge inertness is the world's defense, even in change is treasured changelessness, into inertia revolution sinks, in a new dress the old resumes its role, the energy acts, the stable is its seal, on Shiva's breast is stayed the enormous dance. A fiery spirit came next of the three, a hunchback rider of the red wild ass, a rash intelligence leaped down, lion maimed, from the great mystic flame that rings the worlds, and with its dire edge eats at being's heart. Thence sprang the burning vision of desire, a thousand shapes it wore, took numberless names, a need of multitude and uncertainty, pricks it forever to pursue the one, on countless roads across the vasts of time, through circuits of unending difference. It burns all breasts with an ambiguous fire, a radiance gleaming on a murky stream. It flamed towards heaven, then sank engulfed towards hell. It climbed to drag down truth into the mire, and used for muddy ends its brilliant force. A huge chameleon, gold and blue and red, turning to black and gray and lurid brown. Hungry it stared from a molted bough of life, to snap up insect joys, its favorite food, the dingy sustenance of a sumptuous frame, nursing the splendid passion of its hues. A snake of flame with a dark cloud for tail, followed by a dream brood of glittering thoughts, a lifted head with many tinged flickering crests, it licked at knowledge with a smoky tongue, a whirlpool sucking in an empty air, it based on vacancy stupendous claims, in nothingness born to nothingness returned, yet all the time unwittingly it drove towards the hidden something that is all. Ardent to find, incapable to retain, a brilliant instability was its mark, to air its inborn trend, its native cue. At once to an unreflecting credence prone, it thought all true that flattered its own hopes. It cherished golden nothings, born of wish. It snatched at the unreal for provender.
In darkness it discovered luminous shapes, peering into a shadow-hung half-light. It saw hued images scrawled on Fancy's cave, or it swept in circles through conjecture's night, and caught in imagination's camera bright scenes of promise held by transient flares, fixed in life's air the feet of hurrying dreams, kept prints of passing forms and hooded powers, and flash images of half-seen verities. An eager spring to seize and to possess, unguided by reason or the seeing soul, was its first natural motion and its last. It squandered life's force to achieve the impossible. It scorned the straight road and ran on wandering curves, and left what it had won for untried things. It saw unrealized aims as instant fate, and chose the precipice for its leap to heaven. Adventure its system in the gamble of life, it took fortuitous gains as safe results. Error discouraged not its confident view, ignorant of the deep law of being's ways, and failure could not slow its fiery clutch. One chance made true warranted all the rest. Attempt not victory was the charm of life, an uncertain winner of uncertain stakes. Instinct its dam and the life-mind its sire. It ran its race and came in first or last. Yet were its works nor small and vain nor null, it nursed a portion of infinity's strength and could create the high things its fancy willed. Its passion caught what calm intelligence missed. Insight of impulse laid its leaping grasp on heaven's high thought had hidden in dazzling mist, caught glimmers that revealed a lurking sun. It probed the void and found a treasure there, a half-intuition purpled in its sense. It threw the lightning's fork and hit the unseen. It saw in the dark and vaguely blinked in the light. Ignorance was its field, the unknown its prize. Of all these powers, the greatest was the last. Arriving late from a far plane of thought, into a packed, irrational world of chance, where all was grossly felt and blindly done, yet the haphazard seemed the inevitable, came reason, the squat godhead artisan, to her narrow house upon a ridge in time. Adept of clear contrivance and design, a pensive face and close and peering eyes, she took her firm and irremovable seat, the strongest, wisest of the troll-like three. Armed with her lens and measuring rod and probe, she looked upon an object universe and the multitudes that in it live and die, and the body of space and the fleeing soul of time, 
and took the earth and stars into her hands to try what she could make of these strange things. In her strong, purposeful, laborious mind, inventing her scheme lines of reality and the geometric curves of her time plan, she multiplied her slow half-cuts at truth, impatient of enigma and the unknown, intolerant of the lawless and unique, imposing reflection on the march of force, imposing clarity on the unfathomable. She strove to reduce to rules the mystic world. Nothing she knew but all things hoped to know. In dark and conscient realms, once void of thought, missioned by a supreme intelligence, to throw its ray upon the obscure vast, an imperfect light leading an erring mass, by the power of sense and the idea and word, she ferrets out nature's process, substance, cause. All life to harmonize by thought's control, she with the huge imbroglio struggles still, ignorant of all but her own seeking mind, to save the world from ignorance she came. A sovereign worker through the centuries, observing and remolding all that is, confident she took up her stupendous charge. There the low-bent and mighty figure sits, bowed under the arc lamps of her factory home, amid the clatter and ringing of her tools. A rigorous stare in her creative eyes, coercing the plastic stuff of cosmic mind, she sets the hard inventions of her brain in a pattern of eternal fixity. Indifferent to the cosmic dumb demand, unconscious of too close realities, of the unspoken thought, the voiceless heart, she leans to forge her credos in iron codes and metal structures to imprison life and mechanic models of all things that are. For the world seen, she weaves a world conceived. She spins in stiff but unsubstantial lines, her gossamer word webs of abstract thought, her segment systems of the infinite, her theodicies in cosmogonic charts, and myths by which she explains the inexplicable. At will she spaces in thin air of mind, like maps in the schoolhouse of intellect hung, forcing wide truth into a narrow scheme, her numberless warring strict philosophies. Out of nature's bond of phenomenon, she carves with thought's keen edge in rigid lines, like rails for the world magician's power to run, her sciences precise and absolute. On the huge, bare walls of human nescience, written round nature's deep, dumb hieroglyphs, she pens in clear, demotic characters the vast encyclopedia of her thoughts, 
and algebra of her mathematic signs, her numbers and unerring formulas. She builds to clinch her summary of things. On all sides runs as if in a cosmic mosque, tracing the scriptural verses of her laws, the didal of her pattern arabesques, art of her wisdom, artifice of her lore. This art, this artifice, are her only stock. In her high works of pure intelligence, in her withdrawal from the senses' trap, there comes no breaking of the walls of mind, there leaps no rending flash of absolute power, there dawns no light of heavenly certitude. A million faces wears her knowledge here, and every face is turbaned with a doubt. All now is questioned, all reduced to naught. Once monumental in their massive craft, her old great mythic writings disappear, and into their place start strict ephemeral signs. This constant change spells progress to her eyes. Her thought is an endless march without a goal. There is no summit on which she can stand and see in a single glance the infinite's whole.